Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And we're here with our great new system, our awesome new sound. This thing is so cool. You know, as we continue, obviously, working uh, with the station up in Colorado, this, we're more than just a gold company. This is a movement. This is why people do business with us. This is why we do it better than everybody else, because there's more than just getting yourself some wealth insurance. This is getting the word out, getting getting the movement together. And uh, one of those steps was obviously buying the radio station in Colorado. But we also, and for years, we've talked about getting a better sound and getting off the phone line. And we finally get it done to the point now where I just plug in, if you will, and boom, I'm connected to, to Phoenix, to KXXT. And I used to, you know, I'd have to call on the phone and Ramon would have to answer it. And we'd have a little conversation, you know, 30 seconds of it, nothing too long. But, you know, how's it going, this, that, the other. Today, I plug it in, nothing. He don't even say hello to me anymore. See, I thought we were friends. Obviously, we weren't. He was forced to talk to me because he had to answer the phone. Now that he doesn't have to answer it, yeah, nothing. I got nothing today. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to think about it. You know, this, this was it was part of my routine for like 15 years. Well, not that long. Uh, let's see, 05, 13, probably the last 13 years or so. I've had my morning conversation with Ramon, and, and nothing, gone. Just like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm upset about it. It hurts my feelings. So, uh, anyway, he's probably not even there now, right? And he's like, I, I don't even have to show up now. It's the great new uh, economy. Speaking of the great new economy, better late than never, the State of the Union is going to be tonight. It was delayed because of the shutdown. And I'll just say this. This is how ridiculous it's gotten. And why it is, it's another great example of why you need to have some gold and silver put away. Listen, I'm not telling you to put it all in there. And I know a lot of people that have. But you better have some. Let me give you a great example. So tonight, outside of the ridiculousness of uh, the Republicans will stand up and clap and the Democrats will just sit there and, and vice versa when the Democrats are in power, it's the other way around. They now, uh, everybody gets to invite the special guest. And, and every year now, it's become more and more about the special guest than it has about actually unifying the country. And maybe for one day a year, is it too much to ask that one day a year America comes together? 
And the answer is right now, yes, it is too much to ask. It's not going to happen. Uh, the president is bringing a person, a, a, a child, whose last name is Trump. Apparently not related to the Trumps, who has been picked on horribly at school. Right, and of course, anybody who who's growing up in school—if you've had one of those unfortunate names, right—that's kind of what happens. But you know, now, now he's bringing that one. I, I again, I get it, but yet I really don't. Right, there's a moment for that, and there's a time for that, and a place for that. Uh, bringing the country together, probably not. One of the Democrats is bringing an illegal alien. In a, in, I don't even know what, I forget the politically correct term for that. An immigrant here, not legally. Uh, I, I don't know why it escapes me, the, the politically correct term. That happened to work at one of the Trump golf courses. And was fired when they found out he was working there illegally. Matter of fact, I want to say there was uh, like 18 of them. And apparently, we're supposed to feel bad because the president got this guy fired. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about, okay, first of all, obviously, he came in illegally, broke that law. Everybody knows today, or maybe the elected officials, you know, they're so rich, they probably don't know. When you get hired, right, you, you, you got to provide your driver's license, your social security card, right? Two forms of ID, and then you got to run. It, it's run through a database. So you can't just make up a social security number. So obviously this person got a valid social security number, of, of at least one that existed, whether the person was alive or dead. I mean, they stole someone's identity. for lack. I mean, really, that's what they did. And not to mention, was working at a job that a person who was here legally could have been working at. And the funniest part, I think the most ironic part is, you know why the guy got fired? It's because the Democrats wanted to catch the president with illegal workers because of the border wall. So there you go. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everything makes no sense. 800-951-0592. Allegedly, the president is going to try to unite tonight. We'll see. I I don't know. I kind of doubt it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And and I'm sure everyone's going to be talking about all the special guests and all of these things that divide us instead of bringing us together. But this is what happened. We decided, and I say we, right? Way back a hundred years ago, and it was really what a hundred and eight years, hundred and nine almost now, almost a hundred and nine years ago. A very small, select, extremely wealthy people gathered at Jekyll Island in Georgia 
And most people, and I wish they would tell you the story of how it was that we ended up with this central bank. It's a fascinating story. If you go to your public library, you won't find the book. Because there is a book. Wrote all about it. It's called The Creature from Jekyll Island. And I know this because I checked again. Because I actually had Wendy buy the book for me on Amazon. Because, uh, But I wanted to do my own little, you know... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie with uh, Sean Connery, and he was this reclusive author, and uh, he wrote some book that won a and he won a Pulitzer Prize and all this, and, and uh, he meets this black teenager, and I, you know what's so funny is I forget the name of the movie now, but but uh, this is a book where he challenged the the teenager to go to the library and check his book out, right? And, of course, the kid went, and the, the library's like, yeah, we've got 40 copies or 50 copies. They're, they're all checked out. Would you like to get on the waiting list? Here in Arizona, at least at the public library I went to, and I'll be honest, I called them. Someone actually answered. They said they had 23 copies, but they didn't have any that were that were in stock if you will. And the last time I checked was the same thing. And it and it's amazing what has happened since then. Yesterday we talked about and you you've heard about it now today I'm sure. About how the Democrats now want to put rules on stock buybacks. I will say this and it's something all of you need to know. Do you know that it was illegal to buy back your own stock? All the way up until when? Well, you know, the early 80s. I want to say it was 1980. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was 82. 1982. They changed the law. And the reason why they had said it was illegal because you could manip- manipulate your stock price. Right? Which is exactly what they do today, right? Of course, they, they really use it to engorge themselves. Uh, and and buy back their own stock and the few the very few you know as we said um, the richest I think it's even like a tenth of a percent own over half the stock market in the United States I know that the richest three people in the United States have more wealth than the bottom fifty percent of the population of the U S. And I think it's you'd only need eight people in the whole world, the richest eight people, to do it globally. But they're talking about one of the things they want is you have to pay X amount an hour to all of your employees before you can buy back your own stock. Now, I would suggest this. If you have a pension plan, it needs to be fully funded before you can buy back your I think that would be a great plan. Of course, that's not. But that, that'd be something I could get behind. But neither here nor there. Talking about the need to pay the lowest person, 
whatever that may be, the person that cleans the toilets or the person that, that bags the groceries or gets the shopping carts out of the lot or, you know, obviously using a retail example, uh, the, the person taking your order at the restaurant, got to make $15 an hour. And, of course, yesterday I told you that's like getting somebody a Kleenex because they got a runny nose versus trying to solve the reason why they have the runny nose, right? And, and of course, what, what I'm getting to is this is what we did a hundred and, you know, let's call it 109 years ago. And when I say we, this is where you get the names of Rothschild. This is where you get the name Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan, right? The, these were the richest families in the world, uh, the last of them being the Warburgs, who were the German family, the richest families uniting in Jekyll Island and the secrecy that they went through, right? They, they traveled by train, which back then probably not that unusual. They gave everybody at the resort the week off, paid them, paid them not to be there so they wouldn't be recognized. They didn't travel together because they wouldn't be recognized. These were the people would, you know, these were noticeable people. It'd be like, uh, I don't know, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. It'd be like, you know, Warren Buffett pulling up at the train saying people would know him. And they were colluding with each other. See, they were upset because their their bank deposits kept dwindling. These other, you know, I'll call them the wildcat banks out there were attracting more and more customers. Right, and obviously what? They were probably treating them better, right? Giving them better deals, right? You know, stuff like that. And they didn't like it. And they wanted to, what? Become wealthier. And so what they had done, what most people don't realize, before they ever even met at Jekyll Island, they started infiltrating Congress. Right, the same people that are going to sicken me tonight that we can't come together for one day. Not even one day. Not even a day. I mean, how long is the State of the Union? What, less than an hour? Right, we can't even fake it an hour. Right, and I think about all the, all the values we used to have that your parents used to used to try to teach you, right? You know, turn the other cheek, right? Go biblical, right? Or, or you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And, and, you know, here it is. This is the guy that is, you know, the commander-in-chief of the United States. Could you show a little respect for an hour? No. No. Why? Because I don't want to. And I think about that that's not the real answer. There is an answer of why. Why are we divided? 
and I go and I trace it all the way back. Started over well over a hundred years ago. These wealthy families started marrying and getting uh, friends and family put into office. It's no different then than it is today. The vast majority of people that get elected, right, they're what? They're billionaires and billionaires, right? There's a few poor people, and they're not very many, right? But there's a handful. There's a handful of people that, yeah, I make 200 grand. That's a lot of money for me. Most of the guys and gals that are up there, they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it for all the power. They knew when they were meeting in 1910 that they were close to having the votes to put a central bank back in. See, they don't want you to know that for most, for most of the first hundred plus years, we were a country. We didn't have a central bank. Right? They tried a couple of times, and it failed every time because the people that were elected weren't corrupted yet, and they realized, hey, wait a minute. You don't create wealth. Central bank doesn't create wealth. Right? It's picking winners and losers. And the problem is, is they only pick a very finite group of winners. Right? The vast majority, right? I already have to have some wealth to be a winner. So they knew they were close. They also knew if anyone ever found out that they met to set this up, that it wouldn't have happened, right? That would have been that would have been too much, right? Because the vote was going to be close as it was, and then when people found out that the, the Rockefellers, the Morgans, the Rothschilds, right, the Warburgs, were all getting together and meeting in secret to try to form this bank, that would have been treasonous. And so in 1913, when they when they got the enough votes and it got to the floor. And by the way, the guy, the, the Senator from Rhode Island that brought it to the floor, they had him in his pocket, right? His, I think it was, it was his son married one of the daughters of, I, I don't know if it was, and I don't want to get it wrong, but one of the daughters of the, one of the four families. And they created a central bank again. Right, one of the, you know, you'll hear a lot about Alexander Hamilton, right? He was the one of the, I guess, of the key founding fathers. He was the biggest proponent of a central bank. Of course, he was a banker. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, you know, kind of made sense. People don't like to tell you that part. But this is where we're at now. So think about this. We are a nation that really essentially had no debt, none. I mean, the national debt, when the central bank came around, it, it was nothing. It was a rounding error. We ran budget surpluses. We ran trade surpluses. America was the, the most dynamic 
superpower of the world, right? We were emerging, right? It wasn't official yet, but we were it. We did all of that without the central bank. Think about this. In 1813, $20 essentially bought the exact same thing as it did in 1913. Now think about today. In 1919, a $20 gold piece made you a pretty wealthy guy. If you're walking around with a couple of $20 gold pieces in your pocket, right? Hey, you're a somebody, right? Today, you're walking around with 40 bucks, right? You're like everybody else, right? You're one of the bottom half people, right? And this is what they've done, right? And why why I tell you the, the central bank wants you all to be losers really right they want to devalue the money every single year well what do you think happens to most people right they end up what i don't have enough anymore patriot radio news hour we'll be back after halftime this is the phyllis schlafly report a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. A new attempt to impose globalism unfolded in Marrakesh, Morocco, late last year, under the guise of helping migrants. Most of the 193 countries in the United Nations convened in order to create new international law to require every participating country to accept vast hordes of foreign migrants and be subjected to this new form of globalism. Any other president, Republican or Democrat, would probably welcome and join this undermining of our national sovereignty. But President Trump led the way in denouncing this virulent strain of globalism. Called the Global Compact for Safe, Orderly, and Regular Migration, the Marrakesh meeting would have prevented the American people from deciding immigration policy for ourselves. Trump posted multiple reasons why the United States and every country should reject this bad idea. We believe the compact and the process that led to its adoption, including the New York Declaration, represent an effort by the United Nations to advance global governance at the expense of the sovereign right of states to manage their immigration systems in accordance with their national laws, policies, and interests. That sounds like something Phyllis Schlafly might have written during her lifelong opposition to treaties that undermine American interests. Trump continued, Decisions about how to secure its borders and whom to admit for legal residency or grant citizenship are among most important sovereign decisions a state can make and are not subject to negotiation or review by international courts and documents. Migration should not be governed by an international body unaccountable to our own citizens. He cited the Monroe Doctrine for the principle that we do not accept interference of foreign nations. In 1823, it was President James Monroe who promulgated that famous doctrine against European nations intermeddling in the affairs of the Americas. It was based on the observation that the old and new worlds have different political systems and it is dangerous to our peace and safety to allow the systems to mix. 
Likewise, it is dangerous to try to mix our American liberty and prosperity with migrants who may hate us, or at least not respect our culture and values. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. When they first got there, they weren't so powerful, the central bank. And, of course, remember why they were put there, right? They they created a crisis. It said, see, if we only had a central bank, it wouldn't happen. And, of course, it was really just another, you know, banks behaving badly. But neither here nor there. The central bank comes into power. And, again, the first thing that they do, they weren't even in power. They didn't make it 20 years. And a lot of people don't know this. When they shut the banks, that bank holiday of 1933, Right, a stock market bubble that was created by who? Right, created by the central bank to begin with. That miraculously, thousands and thousands of banks were told, nah, you can't be a bank anymore. You can't reopen. Just so happened to be coincidentally, most of the, pretty much all of those banks were the banks that were that they had hated that forced them to have the meeting back in 1910 to begin with. And, hey, you're, you're taking our customers, you're taking our wealth from us. We want it back. You can't open again. And slowly, first, they took the gold away from us because right? this is how they operate. Hey, it's not us. We didn't do it. If we just didn't have gold, we could fix this. That's what they told us. If we didn't have gold, we could fix it. Now think about it. We're already a superpower in 1933. And obviously we solidified that at the end of World War II. But America was the greatest country on earth. Not of the central bank's doing, but by the the doing of our founding fathers, right? It was that, that backbone that carried us to where we had gotten. Now we have a new backbone, don't we? Not something based on sound money. Definitely not the principles of debt is evil. Right? Even in 1933, we had no debt. You know, that I, I, I want to say 1933, we ran a budget surplus. Just, just you know, there wasn't much. But yet there it is. 
And I've told you this so many times. The only debt we really created was during war. And as soon as the war would be over, the debts would go away. We essentially ran balanced budgets. If it was a debt, it was a little one. If it was a surplus, it was a little one. We didn't get away from that until 1971. You know, what's funny is most Americans also don't realize that they banned us from owning gold. Not only did they take the gold from us in 1933, they were so worried about it. They said, you can't even own it anymore. A lot of people don't know that. That's a fact. Because they knew there's no way we can trick them. Right? The, they'll go right back to gold. They will. The second a problem crops up, they're going to go buy gold. And it worked really, really well until we started running debts. All of a sudden, especially during the 60s, all of a sudden we started running a lot more debts, national debts. Our big trade surpluses were shrinking. And the rest of the world was taking notice. And they were demanding all of this gold back, and then Nixon closed the gold window in 1971. And that's really when all hell broke loose. And, and you sit here and you think about the State of the Union tonight. Why are we this divided? Why is there so much hate out there? Because really, that's what it is, right? There's no middle ground here, right? If you walk around and, and broadcast that you're a Trump supporter, right, you're you're gonna get blasted, right? People are angry. I mean, all decency, like I said, gone. The the values that we cherished, gone. I mean, think about the the the, the border. Was never an issue. America always was a country of borders. Why are we not now? Because that's what the bankers want. Man, think about we get upset that the Russians were were involved in the election, whether they were or weren't. I don't know. <laughs> I have a hard time believing it, but maybe. But yet, look at what we're doing in Venezuela. Right? Why? Because that's what the bankers want. Right? But, you know, don't be fooled. That guy in Venezuela, he may be a bad guy. I don't know. You know what he didn't like? He didn't like getting ripped off by the bankers. Right? That was what they ran on. Right? Hey, I don't want to pay all these debts. They're, they're overcharging us. They're gorging us. Right? America's in here and these bankers are in here. So we're going to show him. And you think about all the the wars, like uh, getting rid of Saddam. It wasn't about weapons of mass destruction. People say it was about oil. Yeah, it was about money. 
right? Saddam wanted to, to not use the dollar. It was about money. It, it, it truly is the root of all evil as far as I'm concerned. And the, and the thing about what, the, what fiat money does is it makes the majority of people poorer. And this is kind of where we're at today. See, at first, right, people thought it was great. I mean, think about it. We had a debt of $400 billion in 1971. That was the whole national debt. By 1981, it had gone to a trillion. I mean, that's, that's a lot of spending in 10 years. But that part, you know, it felt pretty good. Now we're at the part where, guess what? It's going the other way, and now fewer and fewer have the money. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Finding Forrester. That was the movie. In case you ever want to. I think it's great. I've watched it like a hundred times. I, I don't know why I like that movie so much, but uh, that was with uh, Sean Connery, the reclusive writer whose book is always sold out or checked out at the public library. Talking about G. Edward Griffin and the creature from Jekyll Island. How did we get here? How did we get divided? You know, when you think about all the laws that these people have allowed to get changed, one of them, the central bank, you know what? They they got rid of the stock buyback law. Now, they, they'll say, oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, they did. Because they, they were right. Hey, you want to manipulate your stock and make like you're doing better? Buy it all back. Listen, I don't care. Good, bad, or the It doesn't matter. Because it always ends the same. If you are invested in debt, when it ends, you lose. Period. Period. It goes to zero. You know, Eric used to say it all the time. You know, the one thing about, about gold is it never goes to zero. We've got thousands of years to prove it. Fiat money always goes to zero. We also have thousands of years. I think it's thousands. May not be thousands yet. May only be like 800 or 900 years. I, I don't remember the exact time when the, the Ming Dynasty came out with the first fiat money. But we've got proof. And, and, you know, when you sit there and you think about how these things happen, you know another thing you don't see? Let me ask you this. When's the last time any of you saw what's been happening in France uh, on our TV? Have you seen it? You haven't seen it once, have you? Every weekend, they're burning the place down. They don't want you to see it. right? They don't want you to see what's happening in Greece still to this day. They want to let you know about Venezuela, though. Because right? Venezuela doesn't want to play by the rules. We'll let you know about that. It's already here. Right? How soon, you know, you think about this last presidential election. How many times 
Did you hear the stories about people being assaulted just to go to listen to a speech? These are all the signs. You know, Ron Paul talked about it. I think it was, what, 20? And and I, I may have the day wrong, but I think it was in 2010. Maybe a little after that, but he was talking about revolution is coming. And and he didn't mean it in the sense of, you know, when you think revolution, hey, are we going to be shooting at each other in the streets type of a thing? I mean, there will be some of that. And and a lot of people are saying, is it going to be socialism? Is it going to be who's, who's going to win it, right? Is it going to be the Democrats, the Republicans? And, and I'm going to tell you right now. I, I think it's going to be, right, the redistribution. That's going to, they think that's going to save us, right? Let's redistribute the wealth even more. And then after that doesn't work, right, then maybe we can get back to the backbone that made America the greatest country on earth, which was obviously what the, our founding fathers in the Constitution and what they put in there, which was saying, listen, the money needs to be gold and silver. And it didn't need it to be, and it needed to be that for a lot of reasons. Right? They wrote, and if you ever take the time, and it, it's hard, right? Because they, first of all, they didn't write the way they did today. And it's boring as, you know, all get out. Right? Try reading the Federalist Papers. I guarantee you, if you have a sleeping problem, that'll go, it'll cure you by reading it. They all talked about bankers. And they called them the money changers. Right? And you had to be very, very careful. Right? It was like, uh, what was that, uh, the mythical, uh, and, and you know what, I should have paid more attention. It was, I, it was in Homer's The Odyssey, right? And, and yeah, yeah, if you went past the island and the mermaids would sing and all that and, and the allure, right, and you'd be dead. That's kind of how they talked about the bankers. They're so alluring, right? Look at if we just, it'll be easy. But don't worry. No, we'll put, we'll put rules in place. We'll make sure we won't get carried away this time, right? That's always the answer. We won't get carried away this time. Look at us. One year ago, the deficit was $1.5 trillion less. By this time next year, I'm afraid I may be telling you the deficit was $2 trillion less, right? We won't get carried away. They brought interest rates to zero for a decade. And now we sit somewhere between two and a quarter and two and a half. I can never figure it out. And all of them are like, whoa. Oh, hey, whoa, let's, let's calm it down. Like, like they've done a real good job. And hey, you know what? This balance sheet, this fake money we created, we're going to try to trim that. Now, you know what? Even that, you know what? Maybe we're getting a little too far, you know, ahead of ourselves here. 
every time they do things like this. Just know there's millions of more people that just went down the wrong scale, the wrong scale on the wealth side of things every single time. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800 You know I'm right. First time ever. People aren't going to live as well as their parents in the United States. First time ever. When did we get off the gold standard completely? Oh, that's right. 1971. You think that's coincidence? Listen, if you're not going to be alive in five years, then don't worry about it. If you are, though, I hope you have some wealth insurance. That's all. Because this is a this is a zero-sum game. This is the only thing that they do with fiat money. Devalue it. Period. And they're to the point now where they really can't raise rates. They got a $4 trillion balance sheet that they tried to pretend. Oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. No, what balance sheet? It's fine. We're going to stop here in a minute. Anyway. Oh, but don't worry. As soon as we need to, we're going to make it even bigger. And either you're going to prepare or you're not. Like I said, we're not just a gold company. and We're a pretty damn good one. This is about a movement. This is about getting the word out. This is about me wanting when this horrible experiment comes to an end here soon. That we go back to a gold and silver standard. That's what I'd like. Unfortunately, I think first we're going to have to go to socialism first. Was it Marx? Hey, before you can have communism, you got to have capitalism. Maybe that's where we're at. I don't know. I just, and I am not kidding. I didn't think we we're going to have a special today. I just got this. We ran these earlier in the week. They're back. I'm going to tell you right now, I will not even have these until the middle part of next week. But the price is going to make it worth the wait. Uh, we've got $50, $20 saints. Remember, Teddy Roosevelt created those saints because he thought the liberties weren't majestic enough for America. Thirteen seventy-five on U.S. Yeah, Wendy's like, what? Yep. Thirteen seventy five. Hey, I only can do this because this is the offer. I put feelers out all day yesterday afternoon, all this morning. I just got a response. They'll be here next week. I mean, gold's sitting there. What? Gold's unchanged. Well, I think Hitco X says gold's up. Gold's thirteen hundred thirteen dollars, thirteen hundred fourteen dollars, and you're buying twenty dollar Saints at thirteen seventy five. Support the movement, support the cause, and at the same time, ensure that you're going to have something to rely on when all of this goes the other way. 800-951-0592. I have told you for over a decade to be your own central bank. 2018. 
2018, central banks set a record for the most amount of gold purchased since we went off the gold standard. What does that tell you? 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody enjoy your Tuesday. We'll be back for a hump day.